if I create something without knowing if the audience actually needs it, which I have done many times, it's, it's like, okay, I got this really cool thing. I really think everybody will love it. And you put it out in the world and it's like, yeah, that's great, but I'm not going to pay anything for it. It's, it's kind of, it's discouraging. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, maybe let's, let's have a conversation with enough people and say, what are you struggling with? What's your biggest challenge? And how can I help fill some of that need if I can? Or alternatively, can I introduce you to somebody that can help you? And then you become a resource. And it's, it's like, okay, if I can be a resource or I can help somebody out or I can offer them a suggestion, it's a great, it's a great way to build up a lot of uh, uh, authority in the market. And, and when you continue to publish on, on social media, if you've brought somebody value and they're seeing you on a regular basis, they will, they will remember you. It's like, Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We've got a great one in store for you. In case you happen to miss the last episode, here's a quick snippet, and then we will get on to the show. You forget so quickly that money is the root of all evil. It really is. And the family side of things, uh, and again, I, I can speak it because I, I lived it, you know, and and you know, I didn't make the right decisions early on. And I thought, um, you know, more items under the Christmas tree and, you know, and that's what the kids are going to love me for. And, and no, they just literally wanted me to hold them. They wanted me to sit outside, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I remember after my accident, before we left, um, and once I had that, um, you know, aha moment in life, um, I remember, you know, setting up the tent in our living room, you know, and, and just doing all these different things for the, for the kids um, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done before. What it takes to actually create an online impact and actually take that offline. I think, uh, I think you've talked to a few people online and, you know, Ian, the last guest you had was really good. He's really adamant about, you know, building relationships and having conversations offline. So I, I, you know, following that theme, I think it's really actually critical for business owners to really take their online activities offline whenever possible. So it's great to be building relationships. Yes, definitely. And that's so something, so, and this will get into more. I mean, your background has really been very much in marketing and really drawing people into connection for, for business purposes. So business development and a lot of people, I, I was surprised. I mean, if I think of how I use social media initially, I, I mean, I remember when Facebook came out and I was thinking, how, how do they monetize? How do they make money? And a lot of people now still question, what is the ROI of this? You know, when I started digging into LinkedIn, you know, so many people say, why are you spending so much time doing this? What is the, what is the point of it? Why are, you all, why are you on? So what is the ROI of this activity? But it's relationships. These are people. And if you engage with people, there's opportunity. And from there, things, things happen. Uh, but there's, like you said, to build a relationship, how to take the relationships offline from and even how to develop them. Uh, so we're going to be able to talk about a lot of stuff. And with the marketing background too, the traditional marketing and how that's developed, I think you can probably shed a lot of light and sort of the development of how things have gone and what have, what's worked. So I'm really excited oh, to have you, have you on with us. You bet. You bet. I'm, I'm glad to be here, Errol. And, and I think, you know, what you're doing and what we have an opportunity to do is never in the history of mankind taken place because, you know, we're in a, in a place in history right now where we can literally get on a platform, fire up your phone and broadcast to millions of people. 
if not billions of people. And the reality is, is that, you know, 20 years ago, that was impossible. You know, I, my background in broadcast and marketing and media is that, you know, to do a live broadcast from someplace took engineers, it took time, it took planning, it took, you know, a lot of time and effort and energy to get a broadcast streamed out. And, you know, that is no longer the case. Everyone can publish immediately and broadcast out to as many people as, as they can possibly reach that has a, that has a smartphone that has internet activity. And so when you think about that in comparison to a hundred years ago, when most people never knew anyone 20 miles from the place they were born. And, uh, you know, so having that, having that opportunity allows people to be able to connect with anyone in the world at any time. And, and I think social media is really misunderstood in so many ways because they use it as an amplifier to, you know, shout to more people. However, they're not listening. So when you, when you allow it to become a two-way conversation and start building relationships, I think that there's incredible power in that because you can learn, you can grow, you can evolve your relationships into something beyond what you had originally you know, imagined in your life. I mean, I've met some incredibly valuable, uh, amazing people throughout my life. And you know, by staying connected with those individuals, it, it's amazing what happens in one years, five years, you know, 10 years down the road when you, when you maintain a relationship. And it's all about relationships. Social media is just a tool to build a relationship. That's how I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. What, I guess the thing is, what would you think that a lot of people, the, the primary barrier is that people have to getting to that, that particular mindset where they can grasp that, they can start using that to, uh, I guess, shape their behaviors to where they can start to, to really build those relationships. What, what do you think some of the barriers are that people have that they need to overcome to be able to do that? Well, there's a couple of issues. There's, you know, primarily uh, with social media, it's so new that there's a lot of people that haven't learned to adapt to what social media is about because it's so easy to actually broadcast that it's, you know, it's, and it's so easy to consume that there's a lot of noise right now. So we're in a period of, of where the noise is somewhat overwhelming. And what we need to do is, is to be able to selectively design the relationships we want to build. You know, the riches are in the niches. And that holds true for the, the best relationships you have is, is, you know, a lot of people, you don't necessarily need a million people to be, uh, you know, successful, you know, and a lot of people design success in different ways in their lives. And, you know, if you take Kevin Kelly's uh, philosophy, if, if you have a thousand true fans, you can create a very solid uh, foundation for income and success and lifestyle and everything about it. And what we're seeing now is there's a lot of people designing their life around what the way they want to live rather than, you know, when I grew up, there was a certain, you know, this idea that there were certain things you did, you know, you get out of school, you go to college, you get married, you have a family, you know, two cars and, you know, all of these things. And it's really, that's no longer relevant at this point in time because you can work anywhere. There's opportunities, especially being an entrepreneur, there's opportunities all around us. If you can solve a problem, a simple problem for enough people, that will bring joy to your life. It'll bring, you know, comfort and, you know, happiness comes from the inside it doesn't necessarily, you know, more stuff doesn't make you happier, as we know. And, and the reality is, is that you have to have a mindset that if I can help enough people, I'll get what I need. And if I'm lucky and I'm blessed, I'll get what I, what, what I want, right? When you have everything you need, the only thing left is what I want. And some, sometimes those wants, you know, you, you achieve it and sometimes you don't. And so 
having the mindset that I want to be very selective with my time because we all have 24 hours in our day. And so you're either going to delegate, automate, or do it and make sure that you pay attention to what you're spending your time on and being very focused with that time and building the relationships that are going to help you improve your life, improve your day, improve your happiness. I really like that last part there. Delegate, automate, or do it yourself. And I, I want to bring this back to one, to highlight one thing that you said that I think would be very practical for a lot of people to think about it. And it's a super stressful thing is if mm -hmm. you enter into a room of say a thousand people, there's a lot of noise and yeah. there's a, probably a lot of fear. There might be people, you know, people you don't know. What do you do? If you just barrel into that, into that place and you have absolutely no objective and you don't know anybody, you're going to get clobbered. You're going to get, you're going to, people are going to, you're going to feel probably not so good if you don't have the strategy, but if you'll you leave disappointed. There, <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. So I think there, if you have the strategy, if you reverse engineer your reason for being there, who you were looking for, who to connect and you kind of, you engineered that, then it's kind of maybe the same thing on social. If you know who you're trying to connect with, it's all about the relationship. So you know who you're trying to connect with and why and who you're trying to speak to, and you can share that information to try to build more value. You can help more people, and then you can, you can build. So I really like that. So, so tell us, so Russ, so you're, uh, who, who is it for yourself? Who do you most try to help, and what do they typically, what, it, what do they receive when you help them? That's a great question. Uh, and, and, I want to answer that question in a couple of different ways because, and we'll break it out because um, I started in technology in 92. Um, you know, I was in the advertising industry, billboards, and I started doing advertising in outdoor and industry in 85. And so, and I was, I was a musician before that. So I have a little bit of creativity in my DNA. And then I was in technology so I have that skill set in, in the same capacity. And, and what I really love to do is help people figure out how to get from point A to point B. And with technology today, what happens is, is okay, because you can broadcast so easily, there's a thousand different details that go in between that. Say, for instance, like I, was, uh, I, I taught podcasting. So in a podcast, just like this, you know, okay, well, I, I need a place that I can publish my podcast. I need to know how to pub publish the podcast. I need to have a website where people can connect with me. And I need, I need some way to send a message that maybe there's an update on the podcast. And maybe I need to have email. Or maybe I need to publish a book and I want to be able to present that book to more people. And, and so all of these systems that most people have no desire or uh, no uh, real ambition to learn how to build all these systems out, this automation, this, you know, technology, it's like, I just want to do my thing. I want to find my gift and I want to be able to do that gift and then help people have help have people help me do that. So if you need automation, you need systems, you need strategy on how to, how to publish, how to process and how to deliver your message. That's, that's one of my sweet spots. And, and I help people that are looking to accomplish that goal with, you know, broadcasting their message, publishing it, you know, packaging it up in a way that they can actually get the message across. Cause there's so many variables and so many different ways to do it that uh, you, you've probably gone through this exercise because you know, you're using zoom streaming live to Facebook and that would terrify and video number one would terrify, you know, 50% of the population that has an ambition to do this. Authors, speakers, and coaches don't always want to spend the time to learn the technology. And so you're, you know, you're ahead of the game, you understand what it takes, and you've probably, you know, experienced some of those challenges yourself. So the, the question comes back is, is, 
in your journey, what was the biggest challenge you had in the technology side and, and where do you see that still being in, uh, you know, a challenge? So. Sure. So that's, so you're, so you're asking for me that question, yeah. correct? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm so, asking you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. So all of this has really started for me real organically with trying to understand how to build out for my own business aspirations to really learn fundamentally how to develop engagement online that led me to really know that I needed to be able to, to communicate clearly to a specific audience to clarify and go through that whole process. And then to engage and become more visible, you got to, you have to create more types of content and more ways and more points of engagement, but then you have to manage that engagement and you have to have places to take people and you have to be able to cultivate those, that soil, you have to cultivate it. And all this that takes a super amount of time. I mean, stepping in to do the podcast is whole nother, whole nother level. And so in this case, there's a certain period of time where it takes something to build up momentum. But then when you have that momentum and you have all these different processes that you need to implement, just like having a business, um, if you don't systemize these things and you don't have the right process, the business is going to run you. All these activities will run you and it starts to become maybe not as, not as much fun. It's and not nearly so, as fun. <laughs> uh, no, no. So in this case, what I've seen, and I'm running into this a little bit too with, the, with doing the podcast, the amount of systemizing that needs to be done and, and I can clearly understand the value of teams. And so one of the things when I stepped into this is I'm a financial advisor and I think out about branding out and kind of building, building out later uh, with that, essentially the idea of, okay, who, what resources do you really need? Who do you really need to pay to help you? Who, what team members do you need to have? So I know that when you're taking a look at creating, editing, engaging, and then managing multiple platforms, which you really kind of need to do if depending on how you want to grow your brand, uh, you got to be very clear and you, you do need the help of other people to be able to effectively do this. Uh, so my experience has definitely been that as you try to grow the brand and you see all the different areas that you can become visible on and then everything it takes to keep the engagement and grow the engagement, you've got to be very systemized and you have to delegate out and you need to know sort of who you need around you to help. And so that's been my, my experience, but the biggest, the biggest teacher of that lesson so far really has been doing the podcast. And yeah. secondly, I would say that the, uh, at this point with the connections, I, when I originally, when I initially started off with this, I scheduled two hours a day just to be available to have conversations. I figured if I could have conversations with people, if I could book those, then that could convert to something. But I didn't know how many of those I could book. I ended up booking all the two hours, sort of two hours every single day. And, uh, and then it's just sort of built as you engage more. So now having a system to be able to connect with people, return messages, have outbound, all of this stuff, it, it definitely, it, there's a lot to it. Well, I call it the flywheel effect where you build something and, and you have an opportunity to, you know, add to it and then you get some feedback, you get a feedback loop and then you learn a little bit more and you add to it, it becomes more efficient. And the, as you add these different platforms and relationships and information back from your audience, then the flywheel starts moving. However, you also have an opportunity to learn how to, um, understand what your audience is resonating with and also what platforms are providing the most benefit. Where, where do people hang out that want to want to uh, connect with you? And that's, that's a question that we all need to answer because we can't always be on every single platform at a high, at the highest level possible. You know, it's like, I like LinkedIn. You know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on, on Twitter, I'm all, on all the platforms. However, Instagram is where I enjoy the relationships and the connections the most at this point in time. So interesting. Tell, and so the distinction there with say with Instagram. So how did you determine, how did you determine that? How uh, have you, you know, so what is it about Instagram that you like the most and how has that become 
Uh, how would you differentiate the experience there? Well, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn are my most productive platforms because I actually get business directly from those platforms. And, um, it, and it goes back to what we started out with is that, okay, so somebody makes a comment, you respond to that comment, you ask them about what they're doing, you actually build a relationship with somebody. And because a lot of my stuff, I don't say what I do as much as I ask questions. And, and if you go to bookrust.com, you know, and book a call, just like you've experienced, you know, you're two hours a day booking calls, you gain a lot of information on what people are looking for, what they're searching for and where they need help. And it, it really is like, if I create something without knowing if the audience actually needs it, which I have done many times, it's, it's like, okay, I got this really cool thing. I really think everybody will love it. And you put it out in the world and it's like, yeah, that's great, but I'm not going to pay anything for it it's, it's kind of, it's discouraging. <laughs> it's like, okay, well maybe let's, let's have a conversation with enough people and say, what are you struggling with? What's your biggest challenge? And how can I help fill some of that need if I can, or alternatively, can I introduce you to somebody that can help you? And then you become a resource. And it's, it's like, okay, if I can be a resource or I can help somebody out or I can offer them a suggestion, it's a great, it's a great way to build up a lot of uh, uh, authority in the market. And, and when you continue to publish on, on social media, if you've brought somebody value and they're seeing you on a regular basis, they will, they will remember you. It's like, I think Coca-Cola spent $4 billion last year just on advertising. That's why you think about Coca-Cola. The brand hasn't changed for a hundred years. <laughs> Drinking a Coke in case anybody is listening later. Sponsor opportunity. <laughs> That's all I drink. Coke zero. Oh. Yes. I'll consume my water here. <laughs> Very good. You know, actually it's interesting. You said that. So the, the most recent episode that I, that, that I just published, I just, put it out today is actually somebody uh, called Tim Corey uh, that has come out with a uh, essentially kind of like YouTube, but there's no ads. It's clickable. So anything that somebody has there, it's clickable to purchase. Uh, so it's kind of a, a combination of video and e-commerce and it's, it's interesting. But one of the things he was, he was sharing was about how he tested and piloted the idea and he, what he did was very much like what you just said related to Instagram and being able to test out the market and get the pulse of the market. This really stood out to me. And he went and interviewed a hundred, tried to interview a hundred people, he ended up being able to interview 67 of them, but they were specifically targeted to the folks that would be able to give the feedback and asked and interviewed them, had one hour interviews with all 67. And from there was able to get the information. So like what you said there about um, instead of creating the product or the service and then going out to say, Hey, I've got this great product is <laughs> spending the time in relationship with people to ask them and understand and get that pulse. Yeah. That may be what a lot of people that are traditionally with business, maybe that they're, that they're missing that that may be really the opportunity on social media is to connect at scale with people to get that pulse of really what they want help with and then mm -hmm. to determine really, okay, how can you provide that help at scale? Yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of digital marketing and social media is that once you understand how you help, like you asked me, who, who do I help and how do I help them? Right? So uh, there's a lot of ways I can help. However, I may not be the best resource for that individual person. So if I can also provide help in delivering a resource for them, then I'm still in a position of being recognized as a, as, as a helpful individual, right? And, and so that's one side of the equation. However, uh, when I started out in advertising in, in outdoor, it's like a billboard. You, know, you may have 
you know, 10,000 cars driving past that billboard and you're paying for, you know, the visibility of that billboard. However, 9,000 of those cars may not ever need your service or your product or your business, right? Whereas social media, because of the analytics and the data, and we start building uh, a, are we designing a, an individual's habits, their persona and their, their habits and everything that goes along with that, you can all of a sudden, you can identify what uh, your ideal client or your, your person that you want to connect with looks like, or, you know, is it a, a 35 year old woman? Is it a 60 year old uh, retired in, individual entrepreneur? Is it a 20 something? Is it a millennial? All of these things can be much easier to access through social media. That's what makes the platform. And we are the product on, on social media. We are, we're the product. You know, the data is, is the, the thing that's getting sold. So with that being said is if you can, if you can broadcast and, you know, use social media to share your message and then start identifying who's actually responding. And then you can continue to talk and speak to those individuals that are responsive. And then, you know, like I mentioned, a thousand favorite fans or could be what you need, you know, just build a community around that. And every platform has their own communities, right? Definitely. So tell us more. I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with the thousand true fans. I, I came across that idea from Seth Godin as I read through this is marketing, yeah. but I imagine there are people listening or watching here that are wondering what's this 1000 true fans. So you brought that up a couple of times. Can you share with us what that is and how that applies? Absolutely. Uh, Kevin Kelly, you can look him up. Uh, he's, he's an author. He's, he started out and he traveled around the world and an incredibly smart guy. And, and his philosophy was that, okay, you know, if you go out and get a job and, and you are perceived to be like in the, you know, the top 10% of earners, you know, you, you're, you're going to earn, you know, say, let's say a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know? So, if you have a thousand true fans and they're spending so much a month on everything you produce and you could produce content, you could produce books, you could produce some sort of a, you know, a piece, an object of something, jewelry, it doesn't matter what it is. And you put it out and you have a thousand true fans that are going to be cheerleaders for you. That the idea is, is that once, once you have those thousand true fans, they will help you grow and help you, produce revenue to live on and sustain your, you know, your highest, most useful piece of work. So it's, it's, you know, it goes back to the idea of, you know, artists and they had patrons, you know, and Patreon is another platform that, you know, looks at the same way. It's like, okay, I want to do my, my greatest work. I don't want to do, you know, I want to be an artist. I want to do this. And if you have patrons or you have supporters or you have true fans supporting you, you just need to make sure that they're continued. They continue to enjoy your, your products and services or your art or your, what, whatever you deliver. You know, Seth Godin is a a perfect example. He's been putting out blogs for years and every day is a, a new blog and it's, you know, something he writes every single day and, we consume it and he comes out with a, a, a product every once in a while. He comes out with a new book and, you know, we buy it. Or at least I do. I mean, I like his work. I, I love what he does. I, I love his philosophy. I love things about him. So I consume his, I consume his products. When he puts something on, I, I buy it. And that's a, that's a real life example of, you know, somebody that is experiencing the thousand true fans. It's like, okay, Seth is going to publish something. I want to, I want to go consume it. So. Yeah. What comes to mind there is this idea that I, I keep on coming back to is that if you have a product, it should be sold before you offer it. Resell the content. There's a way to go about that. And that's when that's what everybody's goal should be is that if you're doing something, it's already sold. 
but there takes a lot of pre-work. So that's, that's really awesome. So well, a lot of people sell the offer. You need to sell the offer, not necessarily the product sometimes. Cause people buy the result. The result is yeah. what they're wanting to, they want the result of what you're offering, especially in the knowledge space, the digital arena is, is you're offering them a position to change from A to B, right? So right. that journey on social media or advertising or whatever media you use is taking them on this mental journey that says, okay, if I do this and I invest my time and money and effort into this process, the result is I'm going to be a better person on the other end, or I'm going to get the result I'm looking for on the other end, or I'm going to relieve some pain. You know, it's like, I, okay, whatever it happens to be. So the offer is um, the story, you know, I'm big on stories. The offer is the story that this result is going to take place if you invest in my stuff. That's really interesting. Even when you when you said that, I definitely felt as if I, I wanted to get clarification on that. And that's probably like even where, at least when we started off, I asked, who, who is it that you help and what do they receive once you help them? The thing is, it's not the details of the product that you want to be focused on. And too many people just get dead set on that product. But it's it's trying to describe, like you said, it's the offer. So what change are you offering to make? Describe that, identify with it, have people understand that you've been on that journey, you know, the hero's journey. Maybe we talk about yeah. the hero's journey and that you've been there, you know somebody or this is the process and they they see that and then your offer is to go on that, on that journey themselves to make that change and the product that you have that's going to help them make that change is XYZ. But everybody, too many people focus on XYZ. This is the product, but they need to focus on that offer. That's what you're saying, correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, if I'm selling you technology, I don't want to tell you about my widget that does all these amazing things. I don't, you know, I don't need to tell the science about the inside of the, the VCR. You just want to watch the movie, right? Correct. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It, it's, and it is story. It's the hero's journey. It's, it's okay. What, what, you know, who's the hero in the journey that the hero is the individual that's making the purchase, right? We have to talk more on that. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So what is that? So somebody's sharing that. So why is that important? Well, why is it important? It's not about me. I mean, I'd much rather have a conversation with you, Errol, about what you need versus what I sell. And that's important for two things, because if, if I position you as the hero of, of being able to conquer your own obstacle, your, 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 your challenges, you know, to get to the other side, because every hero has their challenge, right? So in the, in the hero's journey in the storytelling episode is, is that, okay, I hear what you're looking to accomplish here. And I may or may not be able to help you accomplish that goal. However, here's some things that I hear you saying that you can, you can do. And, you know, with anybody, you know, it's like, okay, maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know. Uh, it, it's like solving problems is, you know, it's like, okay, here, let me fix it. <laughs> let me grab a hammer. And if the only thing you have is a, a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? You've heard that analogy. So, Rather than doing that, let's, let's listen to the hero and understand what their pain is or where they're looking to accomplish change in their life or their behavior and, and, and help them, guide them, and, and allow them to you know, come to a conclusion with us that what they're doing is, is the most productive and positive thing they can do. So it's like, you know, joining a gym or buying a new car or, you know, getting a new suit. You know, I'm going to look better. I'm going to feel better. People are going to be impressed by me and I'm going to be, I'm going to change my status in life, right? Where somebody else is like, I just need a house. I just need, you know, give me a bike, you know. Why am, why am I thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking right now of like, okay, a bodybuilder who's like flexing, right? So they're in the gym. 
they're flexing, right? So ultimately there's people that are going there that, you know, are trying to change in different ways, but somebody's so fixated on their physique when really ultimately, you know, so they're, I don't know if I have the right analogy, but basically then somebody would be too focused on themselves and just trying to draw attention to themselves versus maybe trying to engage with all the new members that are there and trying to find out what's going on with them and how to help them. The focus should be on the other people. I don't know if that's the best analogy, but that was. Well, think of, well, let's talk about coaching in general. Let's, let's talk about coaching in general. The, the, the focus of a coach of any coach is to help improve someone else's life. Right. So, so if your uh, if your goal is to be able to help them, you, you know, there's two, two ways to do that is to be very good at, at helping them become clear on what the results need to be and how to get there or, sh- or share by example, you know, the bodybuilder in the gym, if that's the way you want to look, he knows or she knows exactly what needs to be taken place in order to accomplish that goal. So there's an association in the story with the hero that I don't want to look like I look when I look in the mirror. I want to look like they look in the mirror. So then that's the association in the story. However, it could be just the opposite. It could be, you know, like a lot of basketball coaches or a lot of, you know, football coaches or baseball coaches. They're good at perceiving what someone else needs to do so they can coach them through from another lens. Because when we see ourselves through the lens, it's usually very narrow and not as broad as it needs to be to get past our problems. So it, it's one of those things that we all, we all need coaches to get past our inability to see what we need to see. That's the real value of a coach is, okay, I can see things that you can't see. Now, you may not agree with that. You may not accept that as your reality. You may say, hey, I'm the greatest ever. And uh, I'm, you know, they're uncoachable. <laughs> so when, if you're uncoachable and you, you got everything worked out, I'm, I'm definitely not going to be able to help you. <laughs> However, if there's something I can help you with and there's something that you need to get from point A to point B, and it happens to be in the technology world, I'm sure that I have some thoughts about that. Uh, you know, I may or may not be able to help you. However, uh, I'm always open to have a conversation about it. Great. Well, I think, so I have maybe two questions and maybe your, your answers will bring up more questions, but so in this case, so if you, one of the things you mentioned earlier on too, was the idea of being able to take connections that are online offline and the process to do that it's probably pretty intimidating to a lot of people or there's some missing pieces, even just having a conversation with somebody that you don't know, it's overwhelming for some people. So what, what would you say to somebody that's thinking, okay, how do I take the connections offline? What are the steps to kind of get to that point uh, where I'm engaging with somebody online and to take them offline? How do I do that? How do I even go about that? So let's break it down. So it's really super simple. So, Let's go back to your analogy. You walk into a room of a thousand people. Say it's a networking event. You know, number one, a lot of people would be overwhelmed by that. That, you know, some people are very introverted and unable to really, you know, take a friend with you so you can actually have somebody to encourage and, and you know, meet and greet and provide introductions. Uh, the same philosophy on social media is there has to be something that starts the conversation. And typically what that is, is either you say something or you make a comment about something you said, or, you know, somebody said, and that's, that's like, that's like the, the first introduction of, hi, I'm Russ, you know, Errol, great to meet you. I'd, I'd love to learn, you know, something about you. It's in real, the people somehow, they don't imagine that social media is different than real life. You know, you go to a face-to-face meeting, you exchange a business card rather than a, a LinkedIn, a, a link to a, a, you know, a link somewhere else, right? A website URL. A website, think of a website 
an email address is the same as a, on your business card. And the reality is, is that people for some reason right now is it's like they think that social media is going to be magic. And if I put something out there and I have a website out of all of a sudden, everybody will know about me and it's just not true. I think, uh, I think it, one in seven people on the internet have a blog post, have a blog. So you imagine that, I mean, billions of these blog posts. And so how are you going to get found? Well, it's just like, you know, only a few get found for, by everybody because Google helps them get found by a lot of work, a lot of time and effort. So start simple. Just meet some people that you have a common interest, just a common goal. Like Facebook is really good. There's lots of groups. LinkedIn is the same way. There's groups. There are people in your feed. If you like something someone is saying, make a comment, connect with them, just like you would a follow-up, you know, let's, let, let's follow up and have a conversation and then develop that conversation to the point where it's, it makes sense to have a call. Because what happens is a lot, a lot of people, including a lot of marketers that get a lot of bad names, they immediately connect and then they blast you with a message saying, hey, buy my stuff. And we all know how that feels when somebody, I mean, they wouldn't know us in, to, if they met us in the room, right? And so if you, can, if you can actually build a relationship just like you would in real life, develop the conversation and then invite them to call and let's, you know, let's find out what you're doing and why you're doing it. And, you know, just like you and I, I mean, we met online, right? Mm -hmm. We had a call. We've, we've kind of built this over time. You didn't just didn't randomly pick a randomizer and say, Hey, let's, let's have Russ on a show. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, so it's no different and, and people get overwhelmed and the technology is, is available. You know, you can have links in your Facebook business page, call me, you know, you can have a call to action. You can produce that very easily now. And so I do two minute tips and, and what I'm, what I'm evolving into is, is providing more technical tips that produce results. And I, I give away a lot of, you know, how to improve your header on your LinkedIn profile with Canva you know, how to improve your profiles and things you need to think about. I mean, we're in the same family of, you know, we want to help other people out and that's going to build a little bit of authority, a little bit of information that comes back to us eventually. You know, you throw it out to the universe, it always comes back. Definitely. Definitely. Well, well let's do this, Russ. The, I kind of to round this out, my thought would be technology, right? So we talked a lot about relationship. We talked a lot about, really what is happening on social media. We've talked here about how to bring people into connection and, and really what's happening. So from there, when somebody realizes, all right, here's what's really going on with social media and I wanna be able to grow on social media technology wise, uh, any, any, I guess, standard type of structure, maybe standard is not the right word, but certain uh, approaches to creating the, the technology uh, plan or the technology strategy to approach trying to become more visible, develop more credibility, and then to really become profitable. So there's ROI to this. What would you, how would you approach that in general with, with people or what, what can we give them right now that'd be helpful in their thought process? Okay. To close out with actionable items, I would, I would suggest if you're, if you're, I am a fan on LinkedIn, so I'm going to give LinkedIn recommendation, make it super simple. In your profile, allow people to understand how they can connect with you and how you, and just like we started out with, Errol, you said, you know, how do you help? Who do you help and how do you help? So the more precise you can make that in your, in your profile and your bio, the better. The next thing, if you want to or, you, or you're willing to, make sure that they have a way to book some time with you just like you created with Calendly, there's online scheduling tools. You know, there's a number of them. You can just type in the Google later online, you know, calendar, you know, tools, scheduling tools, 
And Zoom, I love Zoom because I can actually, if you go to Book Russ and you go to Book Russ and you, you know, it says, it's very clear. Why download a PDF when you can talk to a real person? And then you click the button and it takes you to a calendar. It says, select the date. So they book it. They get an email notification and an invite to a Zoom session. And then during that Zoom time, it comes up in notification. It comes up in their, their calendar. And then we get on a Zoom session and we have a conversation just like this. It's the more you can remove the friction and reduce the number of tools you use, the better. That's what I found that works really well. And the way that you can get there is by having conversations, make comments, invite them, you know, put them in messenger and, and have a conversation, a real conversation with people and just say, Hey, I, I love what you're doing. I love that last post, you know, be honest and be, you know, real, you know, it's, it's, it's just transparent, transparency. And, and that's the best way to get to where you are. Because even if you have a conversation with somebody that doesn't need your service or can't use your service, you don't know when they might meet somebody that can use your service. So being, that's the, that's the value of social media is, is, is consistency is key. Be consistent, offer value, share the love. Kindness is cool, smiles are free. <laughs> you know, it's like simple. Very good. I love that. Yeah, very good. Now, so from here, Russ, what, so somebody that wants to connect with you, obviously they can, they can book a, book a call. So what are the, what are the, the best ways for people to connect with you and what any particular resources that you have that you would direct somebody to, you know, how, what would you, um, what would you share with the audience to, that, to help them connect with you more? Uh, I'm, I'm Russ Johns on Instagram. You can, uh, you could find me on Facebook. You could find me on LinkedIn. On Twitter, though, on Twitter, I'm Russ Johns, D-O-T-C-O-M.com, RussJohns.com, because Russ Johns is taken by somebody that has had three tweets five years ago. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I haven't been able to get it from him. So uh, you can just search Russ Johns, uh, hashtag two-minute tips, and I also have fyi.to slash Russ is, uh, is another way you can track me down. And I have a ton of resources in that. So uh, I'll, share some, I'll share some tips out. So That's, you know, I almost feel like we should give a shout out to Rodrigo there. Fyi.to, it's a phenomenal creation that he made. Uh, do you want to just tell everybody a little bit about Fyi.to and why you use it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, I do develop websites. I, I have developed websites for a number of people, um, email automation and things like that. And there's always, and I love the curiosity of what's coming out and what's being produced. So I use FYI as a resource. So if I see something I really like and I drop it in my FYI.to resources, uh, I can actually collect that and share it with people. So it's like, okay, email automation, email messenger, uh, you know, uh, design tools like Canva, you know, things I love, I can drop them all into an FYI.to site. And then I can share that site out, say, hey, what are some things you use? Same thing for artists and people, you know, it's like, okay, I could share out, I could create an FYI.to page for my portfolio. So each one of these. And like two minute tips, I take my two minute tips and I have an FYI.to for my two minute tips. So rather than going to YouTube and getting distracted by the sidebar on all the, all the other YouTube, YouTube uh, cat videos, then, <laughs> then you, you can send people right to those two minute tips so they can binge watch what you're doing. You know, you have the same thing. All of your episodes are in FYI.to. It's an amazing platform and Rodrigo is such a generous individual and I just, I love the man and I just want to give him a shout out. So. Definitely, definitely. And so that we were talking this, I think it was before we started to record, but with the FYI.to, the way I've been using it, is that on Instagram, you can only have one shareable yeah. link. And so when I'm posting on the podcast, for example, I'm able then to say, 
you know, post whatever the content is and then say, Hey, you know, for full, for a full library of all podcast episodes, link is in the bio and then somebody clicks on the bio and every new episode is uploaded there. So once they go there, they've got the new episode and they have access to everything else. Uh, so that's there. And I, I will say this too. So uh, one resource just for you here, if you really like that. And then also the big thing on LinkedIn, and that's my main source too, is that your content will become a ghost after like six months at a certain point, you can't really scroll through and find, and there's so much effort and time and everything goes in there. So you've got to use hashtags to be able to sort. But if you can take all of that content and then basically put it into another place to categorize it, mm -hmm. uh, someplace like fy.to and then individually be able to share it. I mean, it's phenomenal. So yeah, fy.to, great. Um, now, one other thing I would recommend to kind of check out, have you heard of Bubble Up? No, you got to check out bubble up. If, uh, yes, I happen. I'll maybe tell you the story later of how I came, came across this, but this is an, an app that's, uh, basically in development. I think you can beta it and basically yeah. it's an app. You can put any type of content in and, uh, yeah, if you look up actually, uh, Justin Johnson, uh, awesome. on LinkedIn, uh, he's heading up the marketing for it. I happen to run into Justin. He's going to be on the podcast actually a really interesting guy. Um, but they've been, building out bubble up B U L and B U B L U P B U B L U P L U P awesome. Yes. I'll go check it out. Cause I, I, I beta tested many platforms and, and it's nice to be able to kind of get involved in that. So yeah, bubble up. So I've been, been playing around with it. Actually, it's kind of, kind of cool. You can put like anything inside of it and then you can share these and it's pretty cool. So at any rate, thought that was, I'll go check it out. Available. I'll go check it out. Well, awesome. Errol, this has been great. I love the conversation and I love uh, whatever I can do to add value to the, to your, uh, your community. So definitely. Well, thank you so much for us. This was, was real uh, great info and I uh, really appreciate your time today as well. Take care. Have a fantastic weekend. You too. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Mastery where entrepreneurs go to network and learn how to attract their ideal clients via LinkedIn and broker powerful connections worldwide. Be sure to visit us at LinkedIn Mastery on Facebook. Be sure to replace the Y with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery.